here's a message from Ken Lavica. The man arrived in Green Bay yesterday and he faced throngs of reporters. The man being Aaron Rodgers. And boy, did he have a lot of pent-up things to say. But was all of that really necessary? Coquel hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. No, no, no. Stick around. Hang out with us. Cool. Yeah, we'll stay and hang around with you. It's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Not entirely unpredictably, Aaron Rodgers had a lot to get off his chest yesterday. The man's been vacationing in Hawaii. The man's been doing whatever the hell he pleases. And he has come to Green Bay looking for vengeance. That was something yesterday. Ken LeVick alive featuring Coquel here on this Wednesday. Nope, not Wednesday, Thursday. Boy, this week is taking forever. On ESPN 106.3, free ESPN app, and on your smart speaker. And at John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, Phillips Point Towers, downtown West Palm Beach, off of the increasingly uncomfortable and humid Intracoastal. Well, Coquel, it has happened. The man finally arrived to Palm Fronds in celebration in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Aaron Rodgers is back with his team. And I know yesterday... Uh, that we said that we may have heard the last of the soap opera that has been sweeping the nation. We may have seen the series finale. But actually, yesterday was sort of like that that actual final episode like they have at the Real Housewives of Orange County, uh, Real Housewives of New York. Not like I actually watched that, but where they sit down with Andy Cohen and they go back and forth and they snipe at one another. That's what this was. This was the season-ending special of... The biggest soap opera in the country. As the cheese turns. This portion brought to you today by FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. And by Lawler and Associates Personal Injury Attorneys. Aaron Rodgers at the podium yesterday, and I suppose, Coquel, let's just go cut by cut here, what we have, because this will certainly give the gist of what Aaron Rodgers had to say. He came in, guns a-blazing. He was not happy, uh, happy, and he was going to take it to the Packers' front office. And something that stood out to you right away when we were listening to this, as soon as it started right after the show, Coquel, you were like, oh my God, that guy sort of took a, took a shot at Green Bay. Uh, he took a shot, and he made sure to tell the fans, I love you, but he took a shot at Green Bay. This is what Aaron Rodgers, in the first three minutes, had to say in his media availability yesterday. Aaron? Part, the oh, hey, Aaron. was wanting to be a part of conversations involving free agents, uh, which has never happened in my career. I've trained with a number of NFL guys most of my career in the off-seasons. My agency at the first has had a number of high draft picks over the years. I've tried to pass along information. Hasn't really been uh, used, shall we say. So I wanted to offer my services as a recruiter. 
and I think we can all understand, you know, Green Bay isn't a huge vacation destination. People are coming here to play with me, oh. play with our team, and, and knowing that they can win a championship here. And the fact that I haven't been used in those discussions was one I wanted to change moving forward. And I felt like based on my years, uh, the way I can still play, that that should be a natural part of the conversation. As that progressed from that point, nothing really changed on that front. Man, Green Bay, not exactly a vacation destination. People are coming here to play with me. Aaron Rodgers bringing the confidence. Then Aaron talked about, because he feels like he's earned the right, he talked about what his role should be within the organization. A lot of things have transpired. This wasn't a draft day thing. This was started with a conversation in February that the season ended. And I just expressed, you know, my desire to be more involved in conversations that directly affected my job. So uh, he says, hey, they need to come to me. They need to talk to me. I've earned that right. I'm Aaron Rodgers. But he also, Coquel, came with receipts. You can tell he's been seething about this, not recently, but for quite some time, because he went back four, five, six years and mentioned specific players who the Packers let go or jettisoned or cut and mentioned how that made him upset. I wanted to help the organization maybe learn from them some of the mistakes in the past, in my opinion, about the way that some of the uh, outgoing veterans were treated and just the fact that we didn't retain uh, a number of players that I felt like were core players to our foundation, our locker room, high-character guys. I'm talking about Charles Woodson, Jordy Nelson, Julius Peppers, Clay Matthews, Randall Cobb, James Jones, John Kuhn, Brett Good, T.J. Lang, Brian Balaga, Casey Hayward, Micah Hyde, guys who were Good exceptional Lord. players for us, but great locker room guys, high-character guys, many of them who weren't offered a contract at all or were extremely low-balled or were, you know, maybe in my opinion, not... Uh, given the respect on the way out that guys of their status and stature and high character deserve. Man, I mean, he went through 15 guys there, including Charles Woodson. You want to know how long Aaron Rodgers has been hanging on to this disdain for the Packers front office, no matter who's in charge? Charles Woodson, the first name he mentioned, last played for the Packers in 2012. I mean, that is resentment. That is long-term, I-can't-let-go-of-this resentment. And then another key thing that Aaron Rodgers discussed is that, no, it's not about the money. And the Packers tried to throw money at me, and it's not about the money. Post the draft, I think what basically happened was then they said, we'll give you some money now. Let's see if we can throw some money at you. I said from the start it wasn't about the money. Um, Obviously, I didn't show up for the off-season program or minicamp. To me, it was bigger than this. It was about... Uh, trying to be a resource for the organization that I care about and love so much. So that backs up all the reporting of Adam Schefter that a contract was offered, a restructuring was offered, money was offered, and Aaron Rodgers said, nope, I'll pass. I want to be listened to. I want to be loved. I want to be communicated with. Aaron Rodgers yesterday took a blowtorch in plain sight to the Packers' front office. A, Green Bay... It's not a vacation destination. Players are coming to play with me. Two, I'm significant enough. I'm the face of this organization. The organization should be coming to me to communicate decisions they're going to make. 
Three, here's a list of 15 players that the team got rid of that I'm angry about. And four, it's not about the money. It's about showing respect to me, Aaron Rodgers. That was all out in the open yesterday. And Coquel, from a sports radio standpoint, we love it. We eat that up. And the one clip I'm mad I did not get is he goes, and I heard it this morning, that's why I missed it, but he goes, I love the fans, I love the, well, I love the team. He stopped himself from saying yeah. organization and made sure. And the way he did it, everybody's like, oh, he caught himself? No, no, That no. was scripted to yeah. start, say, organization, and then switch it to That team. was performance art. That was Aaron Rodgers' performance art. So bless him for the honesty, bless him for the frankness, but if I'm the Packers, I'm not all that pleased about that. And I can't remember another NFL player, a quarterback especially, the face of a franchise who has torched his team quite like Aaron Rodgers did yesterday. Tom Brady would have never done that with the Patriots. Tom Brady would never do that with the Buccaneers. Brett Favre never did that with the Packers, stood at a podium and ripped apart the organization. Joe Montana, Steve Young, you name the quarterback, they never would have done that. That was a first in NFL history, what Aaron Rodgers did yesterday. So I ask you, what did you make of Aaron Rodgers' airing of grievances yesterday? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. You can tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. How would you describe Aaron Rodgers' airing of grievances yesterday? Was it awesome? Was it true? Was it inappropriate? Was it a lack of leadership? Because this could go either way. Well, I love the fact that Aaron Rodgers spoke his mind and got that off his chest and was honest about it and addressed reports. I'm not quite sure that that was for the greater good of a team that he's still in charge of and for a team that's going to have massive expectations on it this year, including him, the pressure on him for what is likely going to be his final year in Green Bay. That's not the way to kick off your farewell. That's not a way to go into your final season where you've ripped apart the organization and now you've put that much more pressure on yourself like Aaron Rodgers did. What did you make? How do you describe Aaron Rodgers' airing of grievances yesterday? That was a plot twist in As the Cheese Turns. I didn't see coming. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Because Coquel, I knew he would be honest. I knew that he would give his impressions of the last several months. But him coming with a list of players that got let go that he was upset about, didn't see that coming. Him with the performance art. I love the fans. I love the... Oh, I love the team. You're right. That was on purpose. I didn't see that coming. Uh, him saying Green Bay's not exactly a vacation destination. Players are coming to play with me. That insults the fans. That's the one that really hurt. And you know what? Actually, he insulted ownership. Oh, yeah. Because that's the owners of that the Packers. That is the ownership that's of the, the ownership. He took shots directly at the ownership. It's like, your small town, cold area is nowhere. No one wants to be here. I want to be clear about something. I appreciate Aaron Rodgers, the player, and I like Aaron Rodgers, the I'm going to give my opinion, here's how I feel. But from a pure business standpoint, from a football standpoint, do you know how much pressure he has put on himself, how much additional pressure he's put on himself now for a guy that has only, after all of this, won a single Super Bowl, one championship, a guy who, yes, came back last year 
and won the MVP and did so in a dominant manner, but a guy that is really, in the grand scheme of things, lacking the ultimate resume of what you're looking for in the all-time great quarterbacks. He will be considered a great quarterback, but he's not in the same discussion as a Tom Brady. He's still not in the same discussion as a Peyton Manning, and that was a bit arrogant at times yesterday. That was almost a bit unbecoming in its arrogance at times yesterday. Yeah, it was not a good look. If I'm an opposing GM, if I'm – it's not John Elway anymore. If I'm the Broncos GM – But I, you know that he's still got to say And things. I need a quarterback. I'm calling them in Green Bay and like, man, he did you wrong. You really want him on your roster? I have two number ones. You can get yep. rid of him right now. But, you know what I mean? And you can take Drew Locke and have him and Jordan Love compete. Now you have two maybe starting quarterbacks. One of them will work out. Yeah. Send him here. Get rid of that headache. If he's doing this opening day, what do you think he's going to do after a week three loss? What happens if this season torpedoes for the Packers? What happens if this is a mediocre season, if they struggle? God forbid they don't get into the playoffs. Is that kind of stuff that we saw yesterday with Aaron Rodgers going to surface in season during weekly media availabilities? during post-game press conferences because that opened the door for potential ugliness. The Packers, by basically begging Aaron Rodgers to come back instead of dealing him this offseason, which is what he wanted, instead of them getting the value, instead of them trusting in the first-round quarterback that they took two seasons ago, this is what they've opened themselves up for. And he, you know he's going to take advantage of that, right? Like, this could get extremely ugly if things don't go the way they think it's going to go. And Aaron Rodgers wanting Randall Cobb as one of the concessions? Trust me when I tell you, Randall Cobb is not going to be the reason or a reason that the Packers end up having a good season, okay? It felt like Rodgers just picked a random friend that he played with and was like, I bet you I can get you on this team. And they were like, all right, 20, yeah. 20 bucks is you can't get me there. Oh, I got you. Watch this. And then he got Randall Cobb. It almost seemed like a bet and a joke getting Randall it was almost Cobb there. A, it was just a power move. It was yeah. Aaron Rodgers saying, hey, Randall, check this out. I've got him in my pocket. Trade for Randall Cobb. He should just start picking random players throughout the league to trade for, like backup guards. and Just just, just, just watch just, this. Just guys that yeah. are just like guys all with the same name. Go collect them and just pick different different guys he wants to go after. What is Randall Cobb going to bring to you that any other veteran right. wide receiver isn't can give you? And this is what is also going to be detrimental to the Packers, too, is they've got a wide receiver who wants to be paid top wide receiver money. And when Aaron Rodgers is stepping to the podium yesterday and saying, they let go of this guy, bad idea. This guy, bad idea. This guy, bad idea. This guy from 2012, bad idea. That's not putting the Packers in a good spot no. with Devontae Adams. It almost feels like, like for me, it almost feels like life would have been easier and things would have been better for the organization if you take a couple of years of struggling instead of kowtowing to Aaron Rodgers, who now, by him saying all these things as well, that lends you to think that this is definitely the last year and the Packers won't have a damn bit of leverage when it comes time to make a move. In a previous life, you were a Bulls guy, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So. I mean, what is this? What is him and Adams, Adams post on Instagram at the same yeah. exact time this randomly? Is, this is last dance. Fighting with the GM, uh-huh. bashing him in public. That's all this is. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, and you know it's personal with him and the GM. Because remember, the GM and the president of the team, they were out talking bad. They were public about Aaron Rodgers during it all while he was quiet. Now he's like, oh, you want to air stuff? I'm going to air every yep. single player that I didn't like. 
and he's not done. What's going to happen when LaFleur has another play call that he doesn't like? He's going to rip him, too. Right. It's going to be a terrible season for Green Bay. How how does that translate to the Rodgers-LaFleur relationship? Because they can say all they want, that, hey, things are good. But that season ended on a bad decision from LaFleur, something that Aaron Rodgers openly questioned after that game. So how is that going to go if Aaron Rodgers starts questioning play calls and starts questioning game plans? What's a word you would use to describe Aaron Rodgers' airing of grievances yesterday? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And at ESPN West Palm on Twitter, let's go to Twitter. Matt Gray tweets, as a through-and-through Packers fan, it was fine, but the airing of those he felt were wronged was really soft on Rodgers' part. Most were released as the Packers were coming off of back-to-back crappy seasons and injuries played a part, so it was time to assess the talent and decisions were made. Like, that's fair. You really think soft, though, is a weird word for that, but you you have to bring the quarterback in the room. You do. You have to bring your star guy in the room. For the coons? Like, uh, 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 if you know their buddies, if their lockers are next to each other, they're golfing buddies, they're hanging out, doing whatever you can do in Green Bay. Doesn't sound like much, according to Aaron Rodgers. You got, there are certain guys you got to protect because it's the star players. Maybe this is just me, a complete lack of understanding what happens in a locker room. But if you're the Packers front office, just because your quarterback is friendly with someone, is friendly with a fullback, you can't release that fullback without Aaron Rodgers knowing about it. Like, do what you, are the savings? I, I can't imagine a fullback's contract is that much of a savings that you're really, is it worth upsetting your star? You got to weigh those things. Like, it, but but at what point do you cut that off? Where Aaron Rodgers doesn't need to know about absolutely everything. A guy who's <laughs> won a championship, oh championship. Do you know when you cut that off? When, when you leaves. trade him to the Broncos, <laughs> like that's when you cut it off. I just don't know. Like, do you think that Bill Belichick keyed in Tom Brady on everything, or really anything that they were yes. doing? Yes, I think a lot more than people think. How often? How often do you think that happened, though? Because it seems like Aaron Rodgers, based on that list of players, would like every move explained to him. And I can assure you that Bill Belichick did not convey every move to Tom Brady. Bruce Arians isn't conveying every move to Tom Brady. No, but Brady and Rodgers are cut from very different cloths, though. Like, you have to know who your player is. I don't think, though, there's... Rodgers is a weird dude. But there's no other... This is my point, though. There's no other quarterback, I think, in this league that's cut from the same cloth as Aaron Rodgers. I can't think of another NFL quarterback that would be so needy about that like Aaron Rodgers is. Like I, I've been supportive of Aaron Rodgers because, yeah, like the biggest moves, I get it. Like I want a heads up. I want a heads up. I wanted a heads up when you were going to draft Jordan Love, calling me beforehand as opposed to after the fact. But I didn't know this span to... Charles Woodson, 2012. I didn't know that this spanned to John Kuhn. That's not, and again, I don't think that is so much of a, he was as hurt as he portrayed there as that's, hey, GM, I'm going to dog you out here, and I'm going to let other mm. future free agents know there's no reason to be here once I'm gone. That's basically what he said. He put it out there to the whole entire league. Green Bay's not a vacation spot, so unless you're getting the top dollar, there's no reason yeah. to be here after I leave. He undercut the Packers at every turn yesterday. The two of them are gone. They're gone. They don't care what happens to Jordan Love. They don't care what happens to the organization. They're done. And his performance yesterday, I really, if I'm all the other GMs in the league, almost all of them, Paul, I'm kicking the tires. Yeah. 
Just, you have just to. to see. Because again, the leverage is gone. I'm there there should not be a single team that offers up multiple first rounders for Aaron Rodgers. Like I would this shouldn't. year, next year. This I would. year, yeah. But like if I can get him right now, I would. And the Packers better damn well hope that Aaron Rodgers performs and that they have a winning season. Or this is going to go down as one of the biggest blunders in Packers history. A proud franchise. A franchise that really put the NFL on the map or played a big part in that. And because they have basically made every concession possible to get Aaron Rodgers back for one season, he threw that door open yesterday and said, this is my house. I am the Packers, not the organization, not Gutekunst. I am the Packers. That's what he said yesterday. How would you describe Aaron Rodgers' airing of grievances? 888-760-3776-888-760-3776. Ken, your name is the prominent one. Your head is bigger on mm-hmm. the show, Tyler. Mm-hmm. I mean, you clearly have power. You made them shrink my head smaller than yours somehow, <laughs> uh-huh. which I didn't even know was possible, even on computers. <laughs> like That's an amazing feat you had. You have power. Can you call HBO? Do you have any pull there? No. Can you get Hard Knocks to Green Bay? Like, yeah, it's great. Johnny oh Dixon's wire alum is going to be on Hard Knocks with the Cowboys. But can we just move it over to Green Bay, please? Please, can we send him up to Wisconsin? I please? don't want to see a single second of Jerry Jones' Botoxed, expressionless face. I don't care about that in Hard Knocks. I don't care. You're right. It should be the Packers because you know Aaron Rodgers would play that. Up I mean, too. right now they're filming Dak Prescott not throwing because now his arms hurt now that mm-hmm. his legs are fixed. No, no uh, 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 that's a HIPAA. That's a HIPAA question. That's a HIPAA question. <laughs> I don't think people understand that, by the way. No, that's Dak like, Prescott definitely does. Oh, you're talking about the joke. The HIPAA part. I'm saying, oh, yeah. no, I don't think people understand like that whole thing. No. But Dak Prescott not throwing, like, I mean, let's get just, just send the cameras to Green go Bay. Back. Even if you did like the yeah. pre, you already did the B-roll and you have all that. I don't care. The whole open can be all Cowboys and then it just magically Rodgers yep. shows up in those glasses. And the Packers took a risk not deal. I, I now think the, the Packers took a major risk not dealing Aaron Rodgers this offseason because his value could diminish. And that, what you saw yesterday, is what you're getting all season long there in Green Bay. I mean, could you imagine being a fan of a team and you're having issues with your quarterback before the season even starts? I mean, passive-aggressive issues. Oh, wait. What you just said, having an issue with your quarterback before the season starts, that reminds me of something. Hmm. I think we might get to that. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets. What is that? Are you kidding me? When we come back. Hold on. Really, dude? I'm out. I'm not doing the show. The production I'm, I'm done. Staff. I'm done. This, that take it up, staff. Take it up with the production staff. As an educator of the last dozen years or so, that lowbrow stuff, that's not for me. Can we, can we hear that one more time, no. in fact? No. Can, can we hear that one more time? Go to commercial. We're done. When we come back, the New York Jets still don't have a quarterback. They may have drafted one. They still don't have a quarterback. But the Dolphins, their best player, he's not practicing. And, oh, yeah, the Buffalo Bills – gave an anti-vaccination PSA off of their social media account yesterday, courtesy of Cole Beasley. The AFC East is a disaster. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.